Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Urquhart. You may be seated. And we welcome the congregations at Crawley and Worthing who are also going to be sharing this message with us here in Horsham. It's good to be one body, isn't it? If you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalm 103. This month, in our Bible readings and in the life of the church here, we're focusing especially on the healing and the miracles, not only that Jesus performed, but that Jesus performs. And that we want to see him performing in our lives and in our experience and in the people we pray for. Uh, The opening verses of this psalm, some of the scriptures that I confess over my life every day, especially verse 5, but we'll get to that in a moment. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen, amen, amen. I'm a 38-year-old in a 78-year-old body. Actually, 38 isn't really youth, is it? Perhaps I'm an 18-year-old. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, it's amazing that this is such a wonderful description of what God has accomplished through Jesus. And it was written a thousand years before the ministry of Jesus. So it's really prophetic, God speaking to David, revealing to David the nature of who he is. You see, when Jesus came, God didn't change. He has always been the same. He's always been the one who wants to forgive sins, heal diseases, redeem people, to crown them with his love and compassion. He's always the one who wants to satisfy the desires of those who belong to him. He's never changed. Of course, these words have added significance to us because of the ministry of Jesus. And what we are going to do this morning is to see how the life and the power, and especially the healing power of Jesus, can really be evidenced in our lives every day and can actually be flowing through our lives and into the lives of other people. Now, I have something here that would be very familiar to all of us, an extension lead. This really does extend. (laughs) 
Now, why, why do you think I have this as an illustration? Because this actually is you. I'm not being rude to this when I say that this is you. Uh, and I'm not being rude to you. This is totally, utterly useless. In and of itself. It can't do anything. Unless it is plugged in to the source of power. Once it is plugged in, it becomes a conduit. Power can pass through this cable and there can be any number of different outlets. All because this is plugged in to the source. Of course, it has to be more than plugged in because it has to be switched on. So two things are necessary, to plug it in and then to make sure that the source of supply is switched on. Now, if that is true for our lives, then the power of God will flow through us and not only will benefit us, but there will be many other blessings for other people. I mean, this can bring light into darkness. If, if you think of all the machines in hospitals, they're all plugged into a source of, of, of power. And without the source of power, those machines would be useless. So power can bring healing, even in a natural way, but also, of course, in a supernatural way because of the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can think of many other kinds of outlets for this this power. Now, the question, therefore, is how do we get plugged in and how do we get switched on? Because if we can answer those two questions, then the power of God can flow through our lives in significant ways. Now, these few verses that we have just read give us the clue to the answer to those two questions. God doesn't have to do anything because he's already done it. When Jesus died on the cross, he overcame all sin, all sickness, all demonic power, and everything that is opposed to the purposes of God. And if we were to look at the whole witness of the New Testament, we are told again and again in many different ways that as believers, we have come to the fullness of life that is in Christ. That when God gave us the gift of his Holy Spirit, 
because we'd been born again and made a new creation, God gave us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. All the blessings of heaven, all that God has accomplished in Jesus, He has given us that we are, as the Scripture says, co-heirs with Christ. So it is true that God has already forgiven all our sins. Now, if we sin, we still need to confess our sins, but he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The point is that he doesn't have to do anything new to forgive you because he's already done it. So what you're doing every time that you ask for forgiveness, you're plugging in to the mercy and the grace of God that is already yours. And every time, therefore, you believe, you're switching on the power, and the power of God's forgiveness flows through your life and sets you free from every sense of guilt and shame. Because that's the effect of his forgiveness. Now, the same thing is true, you see, when it comes to healing. There's a sequence in what uh, David, or what God really is revealing to David. He forgives our sins. He heals our diseases. Now, of course, David would have known nothing of the cross. He wouldn't have understood anything, even though in some of the other Psalms, God uses him to give very specific details of what happened during the passion of Jesus. But he would never have understood that the Messiah was going to be crucified. But he is speaking prophetically under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So he knows that God is not only the one who forgives all sins, but who heals all diseases. Now, just as God does not need to do anything afresh to forgive us, he doesn't need to do anything fresh to heal us. Jesus has already done everything that is necessary for that healing. But just as we plug into his mercy for forgiveness, so we plug into his grace for our healing. Now, this, you see, takes away from us the curse of the wrong question. The wrong question that many Christians ask themselves, does God want to heal me? It's a total non-question. Why is it a non-question? Because he's already done it. And what he wants is for us to have the faith in what he has done. So we plug into the truth of what he's done. The switch is faith. That you plug into what he's done and believe that what he has done is for you now. And it's only faith if you believe that it's Now. Amen? Now, we're going to put another one of the devil's lies to bed. 
because he often suggests to Christians not only that God may not want to heal them, but God couldn't use them to bring his healing life into the lives of others if there's anything wrong with them themselves. Now that's a total lie, you see, because the healing is not in the cable. The healing is in the source of supply. And there is no such thing as a perfect cable. Amen? Spiritually speaking. But if we're plugged in and we've got the faith switch switched on, then the life and power of God can flow through us even if we're in great need ourselves. I've seen God do mighty miracles through my ministry when I've been in agony myself. Now, you might not know it, but Caroline's here. She can testify to this. Yesterday morning, I could hardly stand up. I was in such pain and agony. I've had something wrong with my back for the last two or three weeks. And this morning, I mean, <laughs> it was a bit of a joke. I said, Lord, tomorrow I'm supposed to talk about healing and miracles. <laughs> and I can't even stand up properly. I was sort of like this all day long. But you see... If you're plugged in, you know you can receive what is yours in Christ. So I just kept plugged in all day and kept walking in my healing because my healing was already accomplished. It wasn't a question of, Lord, you better heal me before tomorrow, before I preach, because my healing was already accomplished and so I was just plugging into it and receiving it, and my faith switch was on. By the time I get up there tomorrow, Lord, I'll be able to stand up and I'll be able to preach without any inconvenience. Hallelujah. So, but, but the point is this, you see, God doesn't have any perfect channels to use. So if he was waiting for a perfect channel, nobody would ever receive anything through anybody from God. So we acknowledge our weaknesses, but then what does the scripture say? That his power is made perfect through our weakness. Because you see, when you're weakness, you recognize it's not the cable that's going to heal, it's the source of power that is going to heal. So we're plugged into the source and we're switched onto the source so that the power of God can flow into our lives personally and through our lives into the lives of others. So this is how we need to understand the laying on of hands or any of the other means by which we can bring healing into people's lives. The laying on of hands is really like one of these outlets. It's just a way. It's not that the healing is in your hand. The healing is in heaven. But you are plugged into heaven because all the spiritual blessings of heaven are yours. So you are plugged into heaven and your hands are simply laid and you, are, you become a channel. You, you are just the wire between heaven and the person you're praying for. 
Now, very, very important for you to understand this, you see, because it means you're not supposed to do anything. Can you understand that? Yeah. You, 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 it's not you that's doing anything. It's God that's doing it. There's nothing you can do to bring healing into that person. You are fulfilling his command to heal them, but you know the power isn't yours. You know the glory isn't yours. You know the grace isn't yours. You know it's all God. It's all God from start to finish. Hallelujah. So, we can step out with boldness because we know that it doesn't depend upon us. But isn't it strange, you see? So many Christians believe the anointing is in the channel. Huh? You know, I had a, a guy come to me once and he said, um, would you pray for me to be healed? And I said, have you received he a prayer before? He says, oh, yes. And he reeled off a whole ring of names, you know, Benny Hinn and this one and that one. and I mean, ab about a dozen names, all household names that you would know. And so he then said to me, would you pray for me? I said, not on your life. <laughs> You're not adding me to the list. <laughs> you see, the guy wasn't looking to God. He was looking to channels. So he would, he would try every channel. And, of course, nothing was happening because his faith was not in God. His faith was in the channel. Now, I could say, come forward today and I'll pray for you, and probably a lot of people will get healed. In fact, they would certainly would. But the purpose of this morning's message is not for you to have faith in me, but your faith is in Jesus. And what he is wanting to teach all of us is you are just as much a channel as I am a channel, so long as you believe. You can only be a channel if you can believe that you're a channel. But that's simple enough if you understand this simple illustration. That you just have to be plugged in, switched on in faith, and the power of God will flow through you and out of you and into the light. Is this too deep for you? <laughs> Usually, I, you know, I, I, I can only understand simple things, so... I try to put things very simply so I can understand them. <clears throat> now, look at this sequence. He forgives all our sins. Why is that? Because when we plug into the source, there's two things that we do. This psalm said, bless the Lord or praise the Lord. Translated either way. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, praise his holy name. So when you plug in, you plug in with praise. You are praising God. Now, there are different forms of praise. This is joyful praise. Why? Because the scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. It's praise that is full of thanksgiving because God says to us, give thanks in all circumstances. 
So you plug in with praise. Can you say that? Plug in with praise. It's a good phrase, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. Plug in with praise. Now, secondly, having plugged in with praise, we understand that we can only be plugged in because of the blood. That he forgives all our sins. So before we get to the healing part, we get to the forgiveness part. You remember the man that was let down through the roof. Jesus said to him, first of all, your sins are forgiven you. Then he commanded him to get up and walk. That's a good sequence. Because what God is concerned about is not just some physical ailment that needs to be set right. He is concerned about our whole lives. And what he doesn't want is any sin that is getting in the way of our relationship and our unity with him. And of course, if there's unforgiveness, that's going to hinder our ability to, first of all, receive from him, and then that's going to limit our ability, actually, for God to work through our lives in the way that he desires. We don't want anything to, to get in the way of, of, of uh, being channels of God's grace to others. So it's very simple that we ask for his forgiveness knowing that he has already done everything for our forgiveness, knowing that as soon as we ask, we are forgiven. You see, when you ask for forgiveness, let me, let, me, let me just tell you a little secret about this. When you ask for forgiveness, if you feel forgiven, you are forgiven. And when you ask for forgiveness, if you don't feel you're forgiven, you are still forgiven. Because it's got nothing to do with your feelings. It's only got to do with what Jesus has accomplished through the blood. Now, because that's true about forgiveness, it's also true about healing. You know, you may feel that God is healing you. Praise God. You may not feel that he's healing you. Praise God. Because it's got nothing to do with feelings. It's all to do with what he has accomplished. We're plugging into what he has done. Amen? And so we are accepting our forgiveness and we're accepting our healing. So, you see, if you know you are forgiven, you can walk in freedom from sin. Because on the cross, Jesus broke the power of sin. He not only made it possible for us to be forgiven, but in the same way, you see, you can walk in your healing. You see, having, having plugged in to his healing grace, turn the switch on, faith, from that moment, you are walking in your healing. In the last two or three days, you know, while, while I've been at college, various people have said to me, how are you? And, you know, you, you often we say, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, when actually you're not. But, <laughs> but you see, you want to be truthful, but you want to be positive. That's right. So on a number of occasions in this last week, I've said, I'm walking in my healing. You see, it's my healing because I'm in Christ. His healing is my healing. My healing is his healing. Amen? It belongs to me because I'm a co-heir with him of everything that God has done and accomplished. I'm not, I can't wait for my healing. I can only believe in my healing. 
You see, there are some people that, says, that say, God will heal me, but they never get healed because their healing is always in the future. Now, our healing isn't in the future. Our healing is in the past. It's what he has accomplished. So I'm plugged in to what he has done. Now, let, let's be clear that this is not a competition between God and the medical profession. You see, there are lots of people that are kept alive by doctors until Jesus heals them. We're, we're all on the same side, right? So it's, it doesn't mean that you don't have faith if you consult a doctor. There are all kinds of strange teachings around that suggest things like that. And it's just not true. A doctor can diagnose what is happening, and sometimes that's helpful to prayer because you know what it is you need to believe God to do, knowing that he's already accomplished it through Jesus. In other words, the knowledge of what is wrong can help you to appropriate the answer to what is wrong. So knowledge is sometimes a good thing. We don't always have to believe the prognosis because a doctor can only give a natural prognosis, whereas we believe the spiritual prognosis. So it's, it's good to know what is happening, but Jesus will tell us what will happen, or the Word of God tells us what will happen because it's already happened. Are you understanding? He's already done it, so we're laying hold of what he's done. So even a medical prognosis can be turned on its head simply because of the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that's not being rude about doctors because all a doctor can do and should do is to give his medical prognosis. And we understand that. But as believers, we don't necessarily accept the medical prognosis, if it's different from Jesus' prognosis. Amen? So, <clears throat> praise the Lord, because in Jesus we have the forgiveness, the healing, and the redemption. He redeems my life from the pit. Even, even if it seems that a diagnosis and a prognosis to you seems like the pit, this seems really, really dreadful. And that happens to people at times. God has redeemed us. Now, what that means in practice is that, of course, he's paid the price for us so that we belong to him. But when he redeems something, he turns the situation completely on its head. That God takes a situation which seems to be negative, seems even to be evil, and he turns it around for good. That's redemption. And it's amazing the way that he does this. But he promises 
that in all things, in all things, in all things, he will work for our good because we are called according to his purpose. And we love him. We love him. We're called according to his purpose. (coughs) So in all things, his redemptive love and power is at work. He is redeeming us. So you see, you don't focus on what is wrong with the cable. The cable representing you, right? (coughs) If there's something wrong in your life, you don't focus on that. You plug in to the source and you believe that the power is flowing through your life. The work of the Redeemer is turning that situation from the negative to the positive, from evil for good, that in all things God is working for your good because you love him and because you are called according to his purpose. Then the scripture says he crowns us with love and compassion that all this The forgiveness, the healing, the redemption is all the work of his love and compassion. Now, why why doesn't this scripture begin with that? Because you think, okay, well, let's begin with the love and compassion and see that the healing and the, the, the forgiveness and the redemption is all the work of healing. No, no, no. You see, this is the right order. Scripture's got it right. God has got it right. Is that all right? God has got it right. Okay. Because, you see, once you plug in to the forgiveness and the healing and the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ, his love and compassion fills your heart for others. He crowns you with love and compassion for others. These are the others, you know, They're the the ones that are going to receive through you his life, his love, his power, his grace, his mercy, his healing, his joy, his love. And then, of course, he satisfies the desires of our hearts because, you see, the whole thing, look, the whole thing about this is your desire is not for the cable but for the cable to be used. That's the purpose of the cable. That even if it's plugged in, and even if you think the switch is on, if nothing's plugged into these sockets, nothing's happening. There's no fruit. So you see, the love and compassion enable us to want the source of power into which we're plugged and that is flowing through our lives to be poured into the lives of other people. Hallelujah. I'm jumping for joy. Now, I, that would have been a joke yesterday. That would have been an absolute no-no. <laughs> but I, I, I can't let you go yet because the more I preach up here, the stronger I'm feeling. So. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's, it's like that. It's like that, you see. 
you start to give away and you're able to receive more. You see, while there's the channel going out, there's stuff flowing in because it's got to flow through you. I always remember years and years and years ago when I was a very young pastor, I went to a meeting where Oral Roberts spoke. I never actually got to know Oral Roberts personally, but I did hear him speak on this occasion. And I could always remember uh, something that he said. As soon as you're sick, the first thing to do is to grab a piece of paper, write on it the names of every sick person you know, and decide to pray for them every day. You see, that's wisdom. Because if there's an outlet, there's got to be source of power flowing through you to the outlet. The measure you give is the measure you receive. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So that's why this is a great God-given illustration that was given me in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, that's where I get my inspiration, in the middle of the night. So, praise God. I'm plugged in. Are you plugged in? Yes. I'm switched on. Are you switched on? I'm a channel. Are you a channel? Yes. And there's going to be lots of outlets in my life. Are there going to be lots of outlets in your life? Praise God. Okay, let's stand then. Hallelujah. Because we want to put all this to work, don't we? Oh, I'm happy. Anybody else happy? Yes. Praise Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you just to close your eyes. I want you to go through with me, step by step, this scripture. Now, where does it begin? Praise the Lord, O my soul. That's, that's joyful praise, remember? It's praise that is full of thanksgiving. Hallelujah full of thanksgiving for all he has done. Praise you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. There's nothing left for you to do because you've done it all. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful Lord. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now, put the plug in the socket, you see? Put the plug in the socket. You can, you can use this illustration. Even when you pray, you know, on a daily basis, God gives us these things to use, not just to say, oh, well, that's, that's a nice sort of picture to have. No, no, no. It's like the parables in Scripture. They're there for us to use, not just to read. Hallelujah. So you're plugged in with praise. Now turn the faith switch on. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, the only, the only way, according to Scripture, the only way in which you are ever to examine yourself in the New Testament is to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. So that's all you say. Do I believe? Yes, I believe. Of course I believe. Right, I'm turning on the switch button. I'm turning on the faith switch now. Right now. I'm plugged in. Hallelujah. I turn on the, the faith switch. 
He forgives all my sins. Can you thank him for that? If there's any sin you need to bring to him now, bring it to him, confess it to him, and he forgives you. Otherwise, just thank him now. I mean, you can do this out loud. Thank him that he has forgiven all your sins. He has set you free from all guilt and all shame for those things. Hallelujah. The sin no longer exists. The shame no longer exists. The guilt no longer exists. You are free. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, can you say to him, Lord, I want to be a conduit of mercy to others. I want others to come into the knowledge of your forgiveness through my witness. Hallelujah. That others too may be set free from shame and guilt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you have forgiven all my sins. I go from this meeting this morning sinless, guilt-free because of your mercy towards me at this moment. Praise your holy name. Now, he, for, he heals all your diseases. This is the word of God, right? I'm reading and heals all your diseases. So can you thank him? You're plugged in. You're plugged in with praise. You've got the faith switch on. Thank you, Lord. You have healed all my diseases. You have healed. Not you will heal. You have healed. The Word of God says, you have healed all my diseases. So thank you, Lord, that I'm plugged into my healing. Come on, thank him. I'm plugged into my healing. And as I continue to praise you, I'm going to walk in my healing. And more of that healing grace is going to flow through my life and into my life day by day whether it happens miraculously in moments of time, whether it happens over a period of time, I'm walking in my healing, I'm plugged into my healing because you have already accomplished it through your mercy and grace when you died on the cross. And I give you all the glory, I give you all the honor and the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Lord, I want to be a channel of your healing to others. Hallelujah. I want those outlets, Lord. I want you to use me. Thank you, Lord. If I lay hands on the sick, according to the Scripture, they will be healed. Why? Because I'm plugged into your healing, and I'm simply the wire. I'm simply the conduit in order that that person on whom I lay hands should be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Oh, yes, I want to be a channel of your healing grace in prayer, in ministry to others, in whatever way you lead.
And I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Many others are going to be healed. Hallelujah. I'm going to hear of miracles happening simply because I was plugged in and simply because I dared to pray. I dared to lay hands on someone. I dared to speak healing over their lives in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Now, he crowns you. No, sorry. He's redeemed your life from the pit. Come and thank him that he has redeemed you. Oh, hallelujah. That in all things, he is working for your good because you love him and are called according to his purpose. Thank you that in everything he's working for your good. You know, sometimes things happen and at first we don't, we don't see any goodness in it. We wonder what on earth God has allowed this to happen in our lives. And then his redeeming work starts to operate in our lives. And we realize that actually he's turning something that we couldn't understand into something that is really, really great. And he's going to take us further on in his purposes. So come on, let's thank him, Lord. You, you redeem my life. Hallelujah. That in all things, you are working for my good. In all things. Because I do love you. And I have been called to be your child. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Lord. In everything, in everything, you will turn. You will turn things round for good. In everything, you will work for my good. Praise your holy name. Even if the situation doesn't seem good, you will work for good within that situation. And I bless you. I praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Now he crowns you with love and compassion. Thank you, Lord, that all your forgiveness is a work of your love and compassion. All your healing is the work of your love and compassion. All your redemptive work is the work of your love and compassion. So thank you, Lord. You give me your love and your compassion for others so that I can be a channel of your grace to other people. Praise your holy name. Come on, thank him. Thank him. Now, listen, the scripture doesn't say he gives you a heart of love and compassion, but he crowns you. Now, there is something, there is something you need to understand about a crown. Uh, some of you perhaps saw there have been all kinds of royal programs uh, this last few months because there's been a lot of royal events. And, and there was a program on about the queen reminiscing about the coronation. And in that, she was pointing out that, of course, when you have the crown on your head, you've got to keep your head up. If you drop your head, what happens to the crown? Crown falls off. Revelation is working here this morning. <laughs> praise God. So if you're crowned, that helps you to understand I've got to keep my head up and my eyes on Jesus. 
Haleluya. Haleluya, haleluya, haleluya. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. My head is up because you've forgiven me, you've healed me, you've redeemed me, and you crowned me with your love and compassion. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papapara sandaria leto papakala sitri santuma. Oh, papaparia leto papakala sitri santuma. Bastakalaria leto papakala sitri santuma. Now, part of that love and compassion is to have a heart for others around us. Yes, the lost who need forgiveness, but the sick who need healing. And you know, in, within the life of the body here, we have some people that have chronic conditions. And they're people of faith. And they know what it is to keep plugged into Jesus for his healing grace because they wouldn't be able to survive if it wasn't for that. But it's part of our responsibility to pray for them, to love them, to support them, because they're all members of the same body to which we belong. So let's just pray now. Lord, we pray for any who battle these chronic conditions. Thank you for your saving grace that operates in their lives day by day. We thank you, Lord, that they're plugged in. I know I know some of them, and they're really plugged in, in praise. And they've really got their faith switched on. And I thank you, Lord, that your healing grace flows through their lives and that they are actually great witnesses of your love and of your compassion and of what it really is to persevere in faith. And I thank you, Lord, that you have given us such wonderful members of this body, and I praise your holy name. I bless your holy name. But Lord, we stand with them to see a greater measure of your healing. To see more of your miraculous power being released amongst us as we as a people grow in our faith and grow in our dependence upon you. And we give you all the glory and the honor. Amen. Hallelujah. And last, last of all, he satisfies our desires with good things. Now, now listen. These are not the desires you had before you got plugged in. Are you hearing me? These are not the desires, selfish desires, fleshly desires, ungodly desires. Because... God doesn't want those to be the desires of our hearts. He has given us a new heart. We are plugged in with praise. We, we are the people of faith who believe he has forgiven me, he has healed me, he has redeemed me, he has crowned me. And now he gives me that heart of, and of compassion and love for others. And out of that love and compassion, he satisfies the desires of my heart to see him glorified in my life and in the lives of other people. 
to whom I witness in his name. Can you thank the Lord for that? Can you just pray that over your life? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you satisfy the desires of my heart. And thank you, Lord, that when I see you using me, it makes me feel younger. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. I get beyond myself as I am and realize, Lord, that there's no limit to what you could do through me. And we praise you. We bless you that you satisfy our desires with good things. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is going to be a good week. Hallelujah. A week of forgiveness, a week of healing, a week of redemption, a week of love and compassion, a week of good things. Bless and praise your holy name. Come on, let's really shout our praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Amen. So I expect most of you have got one of these somewhere in your home. Let it be a constant reminder to you. Keep plugged in. Keep being a channel. And keep seeing God pouring out of your life into the lives of others. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 